to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share their practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career and life satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we are breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch those Sunday blues. Welcome to No More Mondays. Hey everyone and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. AI, artificial intelligence. Yes, it has finally made its way to the No More Mondays podcast. Artificial intelligence has actually been around for a little while, but it's taking the world by storm due, and it's just a hot topic in every conversation at the moment, because of that newfound accessibility to individuals and consumers that we've seen over the last six months. So I want to ask you, do you fear AI? Do you embrace AI? Do you find it fascinating? Do you see it as an enablement tool? There's a million different ways AI can fit into our lives, and we're going to talk about it today. So if you have been sitting there asking yourself, how is AI going to impact me, my job, or my future? Keep listening. We've got technology consultant and AI expert Manoj Agarwal here to guide us through the transformative potential that AI has to benefit us in our businesses, our careers, and our lives. And I am excited to dig into this topic because it is so trending right now and because there is so much potential there. So without further ado, let's get this conversation going. Manoj, welcome to No More Mondays. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. I am too. And, and I, you know, I, I kind of sit in, in, a, in an interesting space where I do a lot of career coaching of individuals trying to progress their careers. Then I also do a lot of coach coaching. So we've kind of got a dual audience here. And from a career perspective, we hear a lot about the fears around AI. It's going to replace me. Robots are going to be doing our job. So I'm very excited to have this conversation, maybe break down some myths and and give everybody a little bit of a new perspective. And I know you've been involved in in the AI world for quite some time because, y'all, this thing isn't that new and Manoj is a heavy hitter in the space. And so I really want to know from you, uh, I want to know how long you've kind of been into this whole AI world and how long has AI really been in our lives without us even knowing it? So let's start there. Um, AI actually has been around since the 60s. But really, when it started to come together, um, in effect, was around year 2000, uh, 1995, 2000, something like that. Because um, uh, AI basically, what it is, is it is uh, a set of algorithms which consume a huge amount of data about real life, about you know what is happening in the world, weather data, Earth's movement, uh, you know financial data, any kind of data, and it starts to understand the patterns in that data, which humans cannot do that. So around year 2000, uh, you know, as the internet started to become more popular, we started to produce more data and we started to share more data, and that's why AI became much more relevant. And what happened was, uh, you know, people like Jeff Bezos, uh, 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 Bill Gates, uh, a few, few of these like visionaries, they started to understand the importance of this technology, and they started to build companies like Amazon and Microsoft and, and whatnot. And so um, it just took them about 15 years to become 
one of the richest people on the planet using this technology. That's the power of this uh, transformative technology. Me personally, I got involved in it um, around year 2006. So that was the first time that I, um, you know, started working on AI and I was just blown away because even though I was sort of the technical mind behind it, I never expected something to perform so much better than humans um, in very short period of time, like trained uh, edu uh, professors or trained physicians, uh, AI was doing much better job than those people. And, and, and we are talking about like almost uh, 15, 16 years ago. And today technology is far, far, far advanced, right? So when people say, uh, I'm afraid that AI is going to take away my job, um, you know, I, I, I tell them, go back maybe about a hundred years before uh, the automobile was invented. And we used to go from one place to another in horse carts. And uh, you know, the, the horse cart uh, a person who owns a horse cart had the same worry. Oh, you know, this car is going to replace me and my horse. What they didn't realize was that the car is going to make, you know, go uh, make them go much faster. Plus, if they're worried about their job, the, the car repair or car painting or building cars, those kind of jobs will be much more high paying than, you know, driving around a horse cart. So the idea is that technology always, always, always gives you more productivity, which ultimately means more dollars in your pocket. So AI is not going to take anybody's job. A person who understands AI will take away their job. That, that is the difference we need to really understand. So if you don't, if you really want to, I mean, here, here are a few statistics for you. Um, and these are not my numbers. These are numbers from really uh, significant people. So I, the CEO of IBM has said that AI is going to add about $10 trillion to the world economy by 2030. Okay, so that is 10,000 billion in the next seven years. Um, and currently, today, the world economy is about $100 trillion, the total world's wealth in a year that is produced. That means more than 10% of the total world's wealth is going to be added in the next seven years by AI. I mean, right? that's, so, that's a substantial increase in a, in a relatively short period of absolutely, time. Absolutely, absolutely. If the prediction is correct. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I believe it's even uh, on the lower end, I believe it'll be like 15 to 20 trillion. Um, but the idea is this is the biggest wealth making opportunity uh, in, in ever, uh, you know, because nothing like this has, has happened before to humanity before. Um, and on the flip side, the CEO of Google and many other prominent people have said that within the next five to seven years, there'll be two types of businesses. One that are using AI, and one that are no longer in business. So, and that's also a true statement because think about it. Like I remember 1995 was the first time I logged into the internet. Okay. And in 1998. Netscape, uh, everybody. Netscape. Exactly, Netscape <laughs> and Hotmail and whatnot. Uh, and then in 1998, I was trying to apply for my first uh, role, uh, first position job as an entry level programmer. And within three years, like, the world had changed so much that in 1998, if I didn't have an email address, I could not even apply for an entry level job. So the world had changed in three years. So imagine what kind of 
impact AI is going to have. And coming back to your last point, which is, has AI been uh, in our lives already? Absolutely. This meeting that we are recording, this podcast we are recording is a result of AI because we are talking to each other in high definition in real time. And in the background, AI is optimizing the video, the audio, uh, so that we can hear, each, hear and see each other in real time. You take out your mobile phone, your uh, iPad, uh, any device, everything on that uh, device is because of AI. It's, it's manufactured because of AI. It is, it got all these apps running because of AI. So uh, when you when you go somewhere, you know, I'm terrible with directions. If I plug in my, the address in GPS, that's all AI. So uh, when people say, you know, oh, AI is going to do this or going to do that, I just smile at them and say, okay, when was the last time you ordered Amazon package? It that was already because, has. Yes. It already has. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I think that and this is a, a very good uh, kind of like, leaving off point to something I wanted to just bring up, which is the elephant in the room of ChatGPT. Because I think that's why it has all of a sudden made everyone so much more aware of what AI can do and the presence in our lives because it's made it accessible to your average your average Joe, which is what I want to get into around some like small business stuff. But before that, you know, it was, you mentioned uh, like how prevalent it was in, you know, medical healthcare settings. You know, that's a really large, uh, you know, enterprise scale use of it that unless you're the one realizing that's what's happening when you're under the knife, Mm -hmm. you're kind of like passively, it's in your periphery. Mm -hmm. And now it is really front and center. And so I'm curious as somebody who lives in this, this world and, and kind of influences AI across the globe, what do you think ChatGPT, or let's just say the generative AI models for, for consumers have, have done and changed for better or for worse? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, uh, so ChatGPT has sort of commoditized the power of AI and made it available to everyone. And so everyone can like feel it, touch it and, and use it. So what it has done is it has unlocked the barriers of our cognitive abilities, meaning our mind is only capable of learning so much. And there is so much noise in the world. Uh, you know, we get tired. We all want success. We all want uh, lots of money and success. But there are barriers in front of us. You know, we need to acquire skills. We need to learn things. We need to, you know, uh, get uh, master's degrees, PhDs. All of that was the paradigm before AI came onto the scene. But today, you can go to ChatGPT and you can ask any question. So ChatGPT, if you will, think about it. Like It is like a, 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 a very obedient employee who has a PhD in sales, who has a PhD in marketing, who has a PhD in history, who has a PhD in uh, you know um, any kind of topic that you can uh, that you can think of, and you have hired that person uh, for twenty dollars a month, and they never sleep, and they they are always available. Uh, so and they're highly trainable. Exactly, exactly. So that is the power when people realize, oh, you know, because at the end of the day, what is success? Success is when my um, you know like-minded people come together. The even even if you're running a small business or a large corporation, the true wealth of any organization are the people, the knowledge that they bring to the table and and how they execute. And so if you can have a a really efficient, knowledgeable uh, employee on your board, 
And by the way, every member of your team can also have an employee assisting them. You know, imagine the ex exponential growth potential that uh, it's going to have. And here is another prediction I can make. In the next seven to 10 years, there will be public companies listed on stock exchanges with one employee, which is the CEO. Can I, can I be first? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Well, and, and I like what you said, because I wanted to talk a little bit about how we apply this to business. And you set it up perfectly. And if, for instance, you know, I have figured out ways to ChatGPT specifically, or if we want to call it generative AI at the consumer level or individual level is an enablement tool. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where a lot of people get scared that like, oh my gosh, it's going to replace me as a writer. Well, the thing about it is it you you hit the nail on the head earlier with the reason that we have these things is because we now have enough data and the ability to process enough data from a technological advancement perspective to provide this kind of parsing. But at the end of the day, the thing only knows what data it has to access. It doesn't have EQ, interpolation. It can't really create. It can only mimic. And so there's still a, a human brain factor there that hasn't completely been reduced. And I know for me, I love what you just talked about as, as it being an employee. I feel like this is going to sound maybe a little weird. And I promise that I am not like the opposite of that movie, Her, mm -hmm, that movie mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. oh, jo Joaquin Phoenix. I feel like I have, I do have a coworker now. So if I, if I want feedback on something, I could be like, hey, chat GPT coworker, what do you think of this? And yeah, so it does kind of give me that trainable piece of, of technology. It enables me to feel like I might have not be in my own echo chamber, which mm -hmm. is a really interesting way to look at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 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 just like, you know, you're mentioning that you work with coaches. Uh, we are limited in our ability to understand the world based on our personal experience or some books we have read. But imagine if you're a writer, you can go into situations where you can not imagine that situation. Let's say you, you say to chat GPT, oh, I, I want to be in the middle of this war that happened in the middle of, you know, um, uh, Middle East uh, in 1500s and I want to uh, talk to that, uh, you know, that um, leader of the army. What was he feeling? What was he going through? And ChatGPT will be able to give you some meaningful information. That is enriching your experience. That is enriching your knowledge and uh, giving you access to uh, things that you didn't have before. Not just, not just like information, but also. Uh, what kind of emotions those people were going through. And the other aspect that you mentioned, EQ, uh, no, no amount of uh, progress or technological advancement is going to replace that EQ. In fact, EQ is going to become the currency for the future because that is not going to be replaceable. Because so far in our human evolution, our uh, thinking ability has been the currency because whoever can come up with the best solutions, they get the big bucks, they get the, the more success. But now everybody has the same level of uh, uh, IQ. I mean, you know, machines today have an IQ of a thousand. You cannot beat them at the IQ level. What you will be able to beat them at is EQ and not everybody has EQ. So I tell people that AI is pushing us towards becoming more human rather than more robotic. 
what a way to flip the script on that. Mm-hmm. And so by nature, now we have the ability to grow our IQ through this enablement tool, mm-hmm. which means we should be focusing and we have the time to focus on growing those soft and human skills that when combined with that enabled IQ are going to make you a, a superhero in your in your domain. Exactly. Absolutely. You got it. That's a really cool way to, to look at it. This is why I love podcasts, everybody. How cool of a, of a thing to think about. So I'm curious. I would love just like a specific uh, suggestion or two on how can I, as a small business owner, as a coach, uh, leverage the, the tools available right now to my sure. advantage? How can okay. I apply them? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a nugget that we actually share with our Fortune 500 clients. Okay. So um, the idea is that uh, as a business owner or as, uh, as, as an adult, human adult, we go through so many life challenges every day, right? So uh, imagine, um, uh, you know, if, if you are into philosophy, um, you may have heard the name Socrates. Socrates, the father of modern philosophy. So Socrates uh, has a very, uh, you know, simplistic view of life, and uh, he 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 really helps you understand any difficult situation, how to how to analyze it, how to get out of it. Imagine if you are able to sit next to Socrates and say, you know, Socrates, I am having a tough time today. I'm dealing with an employee who's not performing. What do you suggest? And um, and. Socrates will be able to like really uh, in in a in a step by step manner give you some suggestions that you can implement today in your business, which will give you the expected outcome. Not only that, but it'll make you a better human being because you will be able to realize what are your blind spots. So uh, a simple prompt could be go to ChatGPT and say, uh, act like Socrates. And this is my problem. I'm dealing with an employee or uh, I'm dealing with my kid. I'm dealing with, uh, you know, whatever cash flow issues, whatever that problem is. And give me your Socratic questioning that I can ask myself. So Socratic questioning is a set of simple questions that you can ask in any situation to dive deeper into the root cause of the problem. So you just talk to it and say, okay, give me these Socratic questions in the context of my situation. And in order to add a little bit more spice to it, you can also uh, tell ChatGPT a a little bit about yourself. You know, I'm a 48 years old male living in Canada. I'm in technology, I have two kids, so that it gets more context. Now, the questions it'll give you, it will be almost sitting, I mean, not even almost, like it's surreal. It's almost surreal because you're talking to Socrates, giving you advice in your particular situation, uh, and just it blows people's minds away. I love that idea. And this is a good, because the other thing is we have to learn how to input, and this is where in, like the intuition EQ piece comes in. We have to pro- almost provide that intu- intuition to the system by thinking about additional context to give it to pull from the data that it has access to. Yeah. And I love this idea that tell it who you who you are. So I have I have a custom custom instruction set up my, on mine that say who I am, what I do, general rules of for output and things that I want. And it's amazing that over time that's where that comes back to that training piece. Like it's a $20 a month highly trainable employee. Mm-hmm. 
that as you input it more, it, it starts to learn you, learn you yeah, yeah. and the output that you get becomes even more closely specific to what you would create on your own, but no one else would necessarily be able to get that specific output. So there's still kind of a uniqueness to what you get based on how you're driving the system. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you said, like, uh, you know, treat it as an employee, treat it as a, a confidant, treat it as a human being, because even when we interact with human being, you know, imagine you met your uh, spouse on the first date, you will not you will not know that person as well, but over time, when you tell each other, oh, I like this, I don't like this, you know, this is how I behave, you get to know that person and, and now you are developing a relationship. So it sounds weird, but you want to develop a relationship with AI and, and sort of get it, get it to know you and vice versa. Well, it's not going anywhere. So it's in your best interest to figure out how to live with this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of embrace versus resist because mm. it just makes everything a whole lot simpler, which brings us so perfectly to now I want to spend just a minute on the on, I'm going to say the job and the employment side of this conversation, because I think it's really clear to say, OK, now I get it. I can I can have a relationship with this thing as a as a coworker and as an as or as a as an employee in my business. But going back to something we talked about earlier, is there still that fear around AI replacing jobs? I think we touched on the fact that it's a displacement, not a replacement. Um, and, you know, all robots are going to do everything in the workforce in a few years. Kind of going back to that like horse cart scenario. Right. So how do how do how does everybody out there as the driver of a horse cart right now stay relevant so yeah. that they can then become become the driver of a car? So a few things, right? Uh, first of all, as I said, develop that EQ because what will happen is as the job transition starts to happen, people who can empathize with uh, others, they will be the last to be replaced because in fact, they will become the root of the new types of jobs because they are the ones who can understand other human beings. They are the ones who can figure out, okay, this is what the world needs right now and how can I use these technologies to provide that to the people around me? Uh, the, the, the other thing uh, about jobs is that um, I try to look at long-term view of history. So if we go about 100 years uh, back, um, you know, 99.9% of the population used to work in the fields for 80 to 100 hours a week just to put food on the table. That used to be our human life, the meaning of human life, right? And then industrialization happened and then uh, everybody said, oh, you know, we need workers to work in the factory. So everybody started moving from the fields into the factory. But it was still like 24-7 job. And then they said, you know what? Like, this is not working. People are not productive. Let's come up with a weekend and uh, and give two week, two days off to people. And that was like a, a, a new concept for everyone. Like, oh, two days off, like we will be able to not do anything. Uh, and now we are talking about like four day week and, and whatnot. So what you can do is as, so if you plot all this on, on a graph, as technology progresses, the human effort needed to produce goes down. Okay, so what does that mean? People get nervous, what will I do? Well, as human beings, it's not natural for us to spend 40 hours a week in a cubicle. That's not how 
we were made we are creators and we are thinkers and we are artists okay so what will happen is um the softer side of things like the soft skills the 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 music and and poetry and and um, art these will become the mainstream uh, professions of tomorrow and when people say oh you know this is this is unlikely i tell them look at history history repeats itself in the 1500s there was a 300 uh, year period called renaissance in europe where the artists were at the top of society they were paid the highest uh, money uh, in number uh, you know they had the highest ranks in the court system all of that so this is again going to happen you know that that is what is going to in uh, uh, like uh, uh, when when we get some free time what do you think you you want to do you want to go out and uh, spend time with family you want to uh, you know go out in nature hiking draw um, that's exactly what is going to start happening now well and i like the, the history repeats itself is a really <clears throat> important thing to think about because in a way this is like industrial revolution 2.0 it's just the technology version of it. And the farmers adapted and became drivers of the machinery uh -huh. that made their, their, you know, harvesting easier. And then eventually that driver of the harvester went into the manufacturing line to, you know, help make those things. And then maybe even moved up the ladder more to say, Hey, as a, as a previous farmer, I know what else we need to create to make their lives easier. And that's where the displace versus replace is a really important thing to keep in mind and our and, and and the the way we can ensure we don't become completely displaced is to build our skills as a good old sentient being mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and i and and i love practical advice so i loved the socrates prompt so i want to give i want to give a few more kind of little like specific tidbits that'll help people start to conceptualize like if if you're out there and you've been super resistant and you're like, I'm not opening chat GPT because they're going to take my data. Uh, I want to give everybody like a few ways to dabble in it. So what are maybe three ways uh, anybody can leverage current AI technology to improve, streamline, or enable everyday life and work? Yeah. So uh, let me quickly address the first question, which is, uh, you know, they are going to take away my data. The problem is that a lot of people read headlines which are meant for sensationalizing and, and putting like uh, misinformation out there. Um, so imagine there is a huge ocean and you go out there and you pour a glass of water in it. What will happen to that ocean? It's not going to like make a difference at all. So whatever you are scared of that you know you will you'll put into the in chat gpt it'll take away your data it's like pouring a glass of water into ocean um it's a so, drop in the bucket yeah yeah so so uh, unless you are working on some super secretive like you know uh, launch uh, to M mars mission uh, i won't worry about that uh, and people who are working on that type of technology they they understand you know how to how to use ai uh, properly so um so the 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 next thing is okay how do we use ai so three tidbits so the thing about uh, any business owner is the first thing is uh, if you can really understand the pain points of your customer that really helps you to offer them the the solution to their problems and many times what happens is as business owners we are always sort of 
too occupied with our own thoughts. Okay, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to offer. But we forget that we are not our customers. So we want to get into the head of our customers. So now try this prompt and say, uh, you know, wh whoever your customer avatar is, like, you know, let's say you are serving 35 uh, uh, 35 and above single moms um, who are very busy with their work and they want to have a healthy lifestyle. So you plug that in and then you say, okay, give me the pain points that they are going through in their daily life, right? Now, this will actually start to put you in their shoes and make you feel what they are feeling right now on day-to-day -day basis. And you can use that information now to create uh, offers, products, services that can really help um, solve those pain points. Because otherwise, you are going to have to have like a lot of surveys. You're going to have to talk to a lot of people. And in fact, I have been in the uh, you know startup uh, uh, scene for three decades. Ninety-five percent of the startups, even if they are well-funded, they don't do this research because it's so they difficult. Build they build technology for technology's sake, or they should, they're trying to create a problem to solve with their idea. And you took work, like if there's anybody out there who has been in my build your business program, everybody, I did not tell Manoush to say verbatim the line that I tell all the time, which is understand the pain points of your customer so that you can offer solutions to their problems. It is the foundation of sales. And whether you're selling a widget or whether you're selling a service based on your, you know, your brain power, if you can find a way to position that as the uh, missing puzzle piece, it makes a huge difference to your business. So that's just a great little piece of business wisdom from Manoj. And now you can use AI to drill down into it even more specifically. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, and again, you will see that the theme here is that you can use these technologies to increase your EQ. That's what it is, like increasing your EQ, empathizing with other people. Uh, the, the next one is a very interesting one where, you know, uh, we all have certain skill sets and we are good at it, but uh, a, a business needs multiple skill sets, even the ones that we are not good at. So I'm not good at uh, finance and managing my books and you know, sort of doing, um, doing my taxes, these kind of things. So obviously I have an accountant uh, who helps me, but then sometimes I have more questions uh, that the accountant, I, I didn't get to ask the accountant because sometimes I actually feel stupid asking some questions about that. Um, now you can, uh, you know, this is this is something uh, to be very careful about. This is where uh, you know I won't recommend you do this uh, on your own until you understand what it is what it is that I'm trying to make you understand. But as an experiment, you can try it. What I did was I uploaded uh, my financial data into AI, and I said, act as my CFO, understand these financial statements, and give me advice on how I can save money give me a budget, all of that, right? And now it actually analyzed my financial statements and it gave me some advice that I would have had to pay like, you know, uh, enormous amount of money to hire a qualified CFO to train me or or to answer my questions, right? So so that's the kind of, uh, uh, that's the kind of like uh, expertise you can extract out of yeah. uh, AI now. The last and one the is, key there, 
Yeah. The key there was tell it who you want, like what expert you want to talk to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of the key. Because yeah. if you just go in and say, hey, answer this question for me, you, you'll have some fun, yeah, but yeah. you're probably not going to get value information. So you can kind of, you can, you can dictate, yeah. hey, I want you to pr- put this hat on. Yeah. Uh, what's your third tip? Yeah. So the third one is like, you know, we always focus a lot on um, text based, uh, you know, most people think AI is like this chatbot, but um, the visual aspect and the humans are very visual. So I um, always recommend people also invest some time in learning the visual AI, which is like tools like mid journey or Dolly three, which uh, can take any prompt and create very engaging um uh, images and what it does is it's like opening up the creative aspect of your mind and you can go nuts and you i mean i'll give you an example when i when i created this socrates slide i actually created an image of socrates and uh, plato and uh, uh, beethoven and a few other like notable uh, intellectuals and and said okay what if they were in a room together show me Show me how that will look like, and it actually put together, you know, uh, these these uh, uh, historical figures in one uh, image, and it was so surreal. Just looking at it, it sort of created that emotional uh, roller coaster. Just looking at that, and when I present uh, when I present these kind of images in boardrooms, people, even if they are not paying attention or they are on their phone, that image gets imprinted on their mind. Because as humans, you know, we are just visual creatures and they cannot uh, forget that experience, uh, even if it's just one glimpse of that image or something along those lines. So imagery and visual aspects are very powerful. If you start to learn those and you start to incorporate that in your, uh, your um, you know, whatever you are doing, like, you know, pitch pitches or even telling stories to your kids, like when I... You know, I, I was visiting with my family and um, I have nieces and nephews. So I actually showed them uh, some some uh, scientific facts, but accompanied with images uh, about that uh, scientific fact. And they got it immediately because now they can visually understand what is going on. And, uh, and they can remember the fact as well, rather than just reading about it. Yeah, most of us are visual. Mm-hmm. And it... it <clears throat> It contributes to the storytelling aspect. And we, we know humans love stories. That's why we tell kids stories. Uh, and so the, the, the imagery stuff in AI is really fun. My husband, Jim, is, is getting really, really good at it. If you, uh, you want to ch- check it out, I'll give you a shameless plug. Defiance Digital Media is his media site. And he, he really kind of dialed in some AI to kind of nail that branding and create some imagery that tells you exactly what you want to know. So uh, that's, that's a fun tip. So we've got... So I think there are actually four. So the first one is get over the whole data stealing stuff, right? So just move on. Uh, But really, there is this idea of use it to gain additional insight into your customer avatar and their their problems so that you have those thoughtful aligned offerings. Uh, Use it as a way to increase your EQ via the IQ it enables. And then third is don't forget the visuals. Yeah, exactly. You got it. You are Those so are good. Three. You're so good at just summarizing and boiling it down to 
That is a uh, that is six years and two thousand resumes later. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that has helped me do. Uh, I want to know what you're excited about in the world of AI. What's coming up? What have you gotten a glimpse into that kind of has has you excited about things to come? Well, I mean, you know what? Uh, this is a very difficult question because everything is about to change. Uh, you know, we are we are using AI to teach music. We are using AI to help financial analysts uh, provide better financial advice. We are using AI to, uh, you know, um, help uh, uh, large corporations maintain their assets better. Uh, we are using AI to, uh, like, help companies grow 10 times in the next two years, things which sound impossible um, and they are now possible. Like we are using AI to detect COVID using uh, uh, listening to your voice. Um, you know, you don't have to take like that test to stick it up your nose and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I wish you could all see my face right now. I'm looking yeah. at the douche going, Really? Yeah. That's that would that would have been great a month ago when I had to stick that thing up my nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um so uh, look the the th the thing is that AI is as transformative as electricity. So I cannot even sit here and tell you oh this is how it's going to be. I mean I just came back from San Francisco there is there are cars in the middle of the road with no driver in it and you can just call them uh just like a you know, uh, you will call an Uber and they'll take you around the city and uh, that's uh, today. So imagine like in five years, what is going to happen? Uh, here is my prediction. I think there'll be laws against humans driving cars on the street. Oh, because AI will be more reliable Absolutely. and create less accidents. Exactly. Oh. We're going to have to go back through. There's like two or three predictions in here. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to go back through and we're going to write them down and put them in a time capsule. Mm -hmm. And in five years, you can come back on. We'll open the time capsule. No way. No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now on to you as an expert. Uh, I really enjoy your perspective on all of this because I think it, it really like neutralizes some of the, you're a hundred percent right on the, that kind of like, uh, uh, the phenomenon and the headlines and the, the shock value kind of stuff. And I like your perspective. It neutralizes this in a very realistic way that I, I'm hoping for all of you out there feel a little bit more comfortable with the presence that AI is going to have. So how can they, how can everybody out there tune into more of your wisdom on this? How do we find you? I know you have a mastermind coming up. Tell us more about how we find you and the things you're up to. Yeah. Um, you can go to my website. My name is a little bit complicated. Just search for me on Google. You'll, I'm easy to find on Google or connect with me on LinkedIn. So as far as Mastermind is concerned, we are sort of you know bringing together uh, more global thought leaders in AI. And so this is for people who really want to immerse themselves and get right in the front of uh, this revolution because the people that um, that I have in my circles, they are doing some amazing things. Like, you know, I, I just uh, met the uh, head of AI at the Pentagon. I uh, I was speaking next to uh, the, the commander of the International Space Station. So these are people who have done some really, really cool stuff. And these are the kind of people that we bring in so that you can uh, expand your horizons, but more importantly, just like in this podcast, get some actionable advice uh, that you can implement right now in your business. Because, uh, you know, the age of information is gone. The age of uh, sort of implementation is coming because AI is going to take care of all the information. Now, 
the 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 next phase of evolution will be how how you can leverage this technology to create value in the world and be around people who are looking to change the world that's it get get on the train yeah. everyone get on the train you will be better for it i would say resistance is a little bit futile and this has been a conversation to help you do just that mm-hmm. so this is fun i could get out like i think this stuff is just so fascinating it's probably the, you know, the former engineer in me who, you know, I went to I went to a super techie college that had a really big robotics department. So that was where I saw what I didn't even know was AI yet. You know, in that exact time period you talked about late 90s early 2000s, and I've always just been curious about it and I'm so it, it's so amazing to live in this time and place where we do where we're seeing like daily how this stuff is improving our lives. Versus like, you know, the industrial revolution, it, it just took a little sl- longer. So we're mm-hmm. moving at such an interesting pace. And and you're right that exciting changes are to come. Absolutely. So I appreciate you sharing your wisdom. This has been a fun conversation. We might have to have another one. Fair. When the next giant substantial change to AI comes out, we'll have you back on and tell Absolutely. everybody how to Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> um, Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show and being a human talking to another human about how AI can make us even more human. Yeah, Because that is the bottom line here. Yeah, uh, yeah. This has gotten me excited to integrate some of this stuff into my life and business. And I, I hope it has made all of you out there a little more curious on how you can do the same. And uh, if you would like to uh, link up with Madush either on LinkedIn, get his website without having to figure out how to spell his name, it will be on nomoremondays.info with all the show notes. And while you're on your computer, head on over to wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And if you need a little help writing it, go to ChatGPT and say, hey, what should I say for my review of No More Mondays? Because it's a huge help as people like Manoj and I continue to bring you stories and information and, and empower you to keep up with changing times. So this has been an amazing conversation. Manoj, thank you again. Thank you. And thank you. all of you out there listening, I, uh, I will be on the airwaves again next week for another episode of No More Mondays. And until then, have a great week, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your life and career. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info to get all the details, show notes, and recommendation from this episode. No More Mondays. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by CareerBenders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit us online at careerbenders.com. 